Check, check. Sheesh. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, if it's the best burger, you can't add anything to it because then anything, because bur a burger can only be one thing. Gotcha. Check, check. Saying, Testing. It's really quiet in here. This is nice. You're going to have to get, probably get a little closer. A little closer like, like that. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Though. Yeah. I mean, just And then just have my it. burger like in the. Yeah, that's going to be the fun thing. I've never done one of these while we're eating. Uh, we don't have to order food. No, we have to order food. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> I timed this so I would be really hungry. Hey, everybody. Welcome down to this week's Dive Bar Mitzvah. It's me, your friend, Ian. Uh, we are in Richfield, Minnesota today at Sandy's Tavern, home of great, home of the best burger. Yeah, best I, burger. Think that, I think that's it. It's a great little joint here in Richfield. Uh, I've heard good things about the burgers. I've had them before, and they are very, very delicious burgers. So Richfield, Minnesota, the home to a number of things. Um, of course, it's home to the... Hey. You guys all set? I think we're ready. I'm going to go for a burger and fries. The plain hamburger? Yeah, that's okay. fine. And I'm going to do a cheeseburger and fries. You just want one order of fries? Are they big orders? All right, cool. We'll split it. We'll you split an order. Cheeseburger, hamburger, order fries. Yeah, let's do it. Thank I'm you. I it. Thank you, guys. But as I was saying, uh, Richfield, Minnesota, the home to many, many things. Uh, the United States' largest reseller of electronics, Best Buy, and it is also home to tonight's guest, comedian with the wind at his back. Mr. Tommy Ryman, how you doing, Tommy? Good, good to be here. Uh, and you've never been here before. You live not I, you live with, like with less than a mile away. Yeah, I live and, on 74th. This is on 66th. And so. you drive past this probably every day. Pretty much. You see the sign that says "Home of the World Best Burger," and yeah. never once did you think, "Well, I like burgers. Yeah. I'm going to stop in here." Plus, like kitty corner to this, there's an ice cream shop called the Cohen Brothers. Get what? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. It's just I love so. I love film puns in my desserts. I know it's pretty. I was like, who? I'm surprised that didn't exist way before. Yeah. So I was excited that that's in my neighborhood. So now I have a definite like, summer plan to come here, eat, eat a burger, and then go to and the then Cohen go over to the Cohen Brothers. Yeah, I mean, because you know when you when you watch Fargo. Right. Like, let me, I'd love some ice cream right yeah, now. Yeah, it makes me delightful. think of a 1950s-style ice cream parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Things have been going dandy for you. Uh, everything, you're on a gravy train with biscuit wheels, Tommy Ryman. Right. How does it feel? Uh, All are, these years of hard work paying, paying off. Paying off after 10 years of my, my life in the business. Yeah, are, the biz. For once, going my way slightly. So Yeah, and uh, let's go through the last year. What all's happened to you? Um, you have, you, you've gotten a fair amount of national acclaim. Everything's going dandy. What, how, how, what's happened in this last year for you? Uh, well, the main thing, I mean, it was last comic standing yep. that I did. Uh, and that's actually now, because that was the last season eight. So mm -hmm. now we've moved on uh, to the, the next year. I wasn't on, on this season. From that, I've got like a college agent and more just opportunities for doing stand-up. So then I, I quit my day job and, and moved me into stand-up full-time. That's great. Yeah. So I've been Is that spooky as hell? Because you had the same job for a number of years, right? Yeah, well, it was scary, I, but I had made it through the very first year of doing it because I quit September 23rd, 20, 2015, and then, uh, so now I've, we've, or no, 2014, mm -hmm. and now we've just hit the year anniversary, September 23rd, 2015, and I'm still around, and we still... Have Still have house. a house. Yeah. So Your wife has it left yep, you. You're not we, destitute. We've not fallen into debt, so so it seems to be working, and it looks like it's going to continue on. So yeah, because I mean that's got to be a little spooky though. Even though you know comedy obviously a passion, but to bank that and like go well, I'm. It's one thing you know if you live in uptown on a futon, but when you actually have a house, yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and there are expectations made of you as an adult, mortgage payment to be made. But uh, I mean, 
I, I was, wasn't was working that much at the bookstore, mm-hmm. but it did. And you were at a Barnes & Noble for how long? Yeah, I was at a Barnes & Noble for, for 15 years. I'd worked there. That's crazy. Yeah, so... And, and the amount of money I was actually making after working there for 15 years was is pretty sad. So, <laughs> so I knew, but leaving that, like if I if I needed to find something like that again, it would be easy to find. Yeah. And so, but but yeah, stand up is uh, the one nervous thing I was because you're always just booking ahead. So mm. if I look at like my July of next year, I don't have a job. But, yeah. But it fills itself in, and the more contacts I've made, and now it just kind of fills itself in, which is And nice. how is, and, and so you're doing a lot of college dates right now? Yeah. I How's do, that working? Well, colleges are nice. I usually get about one a month where I fly out and talk to some students. Uh, the last one I did was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at Rogers State University, which was exciting. I got to drive on Route 66 hey. briefly yeah. with my rental car, and I, uh, and I talked to a bunch of college kids that were in their finals weeks, and they were eating breakfast. And what? And really? So it was it was a morning gig? No, it was an evening. They have like a late night breakfast oh, party. So okay. they're, they're all in good spirits, taking a break from their finals, and it was and, well lit. And there has a, been a uh, lot of hall. there's been a lot of chatter about uh, college comedy shows oh, in the last the last year or so, with uh, you know people being scared of trigger words, stuff like that. Have you noticed anything like that from today's collegiate youth? Well, see, the, a lot of people talk about how they are so PC, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, I've never had a problem, probably because my material is mostly about animals and yeah. pretty non, mm-hmm. non-threatening non <laughs> topics, so I tend to do well there. Yeah. I don't, but, so I've gotten good responses from them, and I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really get the the those comics that are just like, oh, I don't. They don't understand it. They don't know. They're all baby. Fa- like they're they're just smart college kids yeah. going to class. Some of them haven't seen a comedy show either. They're young. Yeah. So you're not you're not necessarily getting stand up fans. They're just they're like, oh, there's an activity. So like, other well, comedians last week need we had to... a hypnotist. Like that, you know. So <laughs> yeah. you kind of you're teaching them what stand up is. Exactly. So. so other comics that are bitching just need no more animal material is essentially what you're saying. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, some people call that like just like like broad or like, you know, easy material, but mm-hmm. it's a difficult animal. It's well, I would imagine overnight. so. Yeah. I mean, because how long has it been? I mean, because we're now, you know, in our mid to late 30s. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't seem like it was that long ago when we were college age. But no. if you were to ask them, it was a really fucking long time ago. Yeah. So, I mean, the gap has got to be pretty big. I mean, how hard is it to make that connection? Yeah. I mean, it does. It, feel, it feels weird sometimes because you realize uh, they look like babies to me. Yeah. Like when I'm. <laughs> When I see like an 18, 19 year old, I'm like, wow, you are, yeah, you're just learning about life. And then clearly you don't want to hear about my water heater joke because <laughs> you can't relate to that. Yeah. But so, but I, yeah, I, I like to talk to them too. A lot of them I'm talking about like, what, what are they studying? What do they want to do with that? Of and course. Then I make fun of them and say, you're making a terrible decision. <laughs> like you're just getting into yourself into debt. There's no jobs out there. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Real life is yeah. really, it's my opportunity to scare these kids you out of the You, as somebody experience. who just quit your 15-year job at a bookstore, who's now <laughs> yeah. doing comedy professionally, this is where, yeah, that's where the rubber yeah. meets the road. You kids, don't this don't look at me as right. a role model, says Tommy Ryman. Well, this I, is a dream that not everyone can have. I had a college degree and then Oh, really? What was your degree it. in? It was a University of Minnesota uh, liberal arts degree in okay. theater. Ooh, okay. So I, and then I got the same job I had in high school at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> I, got, I applied for one job uh, at Target Corp., 
that required a college degree, and I didn't get it, and so because I because I imagine I they weren't left. hoping for the liberal arts and theater degree as I that. Yes, but that. It, it they, was they just, weren't specific. It's their own fault. All it was was a customer service like phone line. Well, then, like, yeah, my, I think, my so. I think a theater Allen background would be good. And I had the phone interview, and t- and then I answered the phone, so I was like, <laughs> I probably won. <laughs> you got this right? nailed. Yeah, so I get the job. Like it was within one ring. Yeah, like, I wouldn't. <laughs> wasn't even so. Didn't but, put them on hold. Yeah. Yeah, and then I didn't. And then I was like, well, that didn't work, so I'll stick with uh, stand-up and Barnes Noble until I can just do stand-up. Yeah. So. But I don't know. I still feel like I want another shot at getting that job. Things yeah. Things be a lot different. I think they made a big mistake by not hiring you, and I think that it's been shown. I, I think, think Canada we, would have gone a lot better for him had they had I, you as part of the Army. If there was a little rhyming in, up, in the, up on the North for him, then yeah. I think it would have been different. But we'll never know, will we? Nope, I guess not. Yeah, this is uh, the road not traveled. Um, so is it is it harder? I mean, because I assume that having to be be forced to be around human beings at a normal day job would be uh, pretty much where a comedian would get most of the grist for the mill. Now that you don't have a day job, does that does that change anything for you? It's funny because I did work at Barnes Noble for fifteen years, but I probably have about three Barnes and Noble jokes that I actually <laughs> yeah. got from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it did. Uh, but they're probably really good. It out of the house, yeah. which, was, which is, I mean, what I do now, I go on the road. But getting that writing, for me, it is always hard to put myself in situations that are going to ex- inspire creativity or mm-hmm. where I might get get a joke. Like, there's there's certain people I surround myself that I, that, that kind of thing in my brain clicks on when I'm around them. Yeah. And I start getting goofy. Or, so, so I just try to recreate that, I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, getting out of Barnes and Noble was mostly a positive. There was overall no. There's no negatives involved <laughs> yeah, in quitting. I was like, oh man, all my jokes are gone. I need to get back <laughs> into that, that daily routine and yeah. uh, helping people with their retail. You don't have any kids, but you do have some dogs, and I see pictures on the Instagram of them in funny sweaters. What the fuck's that about, Tommy Ryman? Oh man, I don't know if you've ever dressed an animal up, but it's funny when you put them in like human clothes. Okay, it's like that. It's it like seems a, like they shouldn't wear that, but then it's funny. It's a juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah, they're wearing like you know, like oh, that dog's in a sweater, and it's uh, it's got a picture of Yoda on it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, my my wife is a big fan of the the dogs and taking pictures of her Instagram. And uh, they're little mini celebrities. Yeah. So they're they're fun. There's so much re- glory reflected off you. Your dogs are now minor celebrities. Does that? What kind of burden is that, Tommy? Uh, it really it doesn't affect us on a day to day. I mean, because the dogs, they don't know that they're celebrities, so they treat us the same. Yeah, that's good. And then you got to keep them in a little bubble so they don't know. Yeah, for me to run his Instagram, I just have to take a photo of him and then post it on Instagram once a day. So. It, you know, that's about five minutes of my life yeah. taken for yeah. that. But other than that, there it's just a fun activity to do. Yeah. And who knows what it will lead into. Just yeah, keeps, exactly. keeps my you, wife off the street, too, yeah, when, yeah, when, you don't when I'm you. on the road. Yeah, I mean, what is what is the logical out of dogs and sweaters in 2015? I mean, we never would have thought that could be that could be an avenue to fame and fortune. But alas, here it is, and you, and you can yeah, I don't think we'll make any any big big. I don't think it'll make us million. I don't think they're the next Grumpy Cat. I guess. Okay. But I think you might be selling these dogs short because I've never seen Grumpy Cat in a yoga sweater. True. He just he's grumpy. He don't, I don't even they don't even put him in clothes. No. That sh- I should. That's how good he is. I should consult them and be like, we could really step up Grumpy Cat's <laughs> career if we put some outfits <laughs> exactly. on. Exactly. And he's grumpy, right? Like yep. Maybe grumpy in a clown outfit. That's weird, right? It's like Why a fish would he be out of so water story. Yeah. In a clown outfit. Oh, I should save these. Don't post. <laughs> yeah. This no, I'm gonna have to let have to beep all of this out. <laughs> you uh, had an interesting upbringing, um, and you you had a long-standing uh, show with your mother. How did that go? I did. You were a guest on. I that. was. 
that, that was I fun. forgot I was a guest. Yes, I was yeah. a guest. Look at us. We have a long history of doing each other's projects. Right. No, Tommy's mommy was fun. My mom's a local musician. and uh, Mommy Ryman was her name? Yep, Barb, Barb <laughs> Ryman. And so she, we, uh, we tried to collaborate. And uh, it was fun. It was. It's a lot of work though to produce a show and yeah. try to get try to get butts into seats and then pay the venue their commission. And, yeah. And trying to give some comics something, which was usually drink tickets because we weren't making any money. Of course. On the, on the show. But yeah. Now, I mean, how was how was it like working with your mom? What did it exacerbate any issues? Because I would imagine my mom and I get along famously. We get along great. I had to do a show with her. That would go south real fast. I yeah. mean, because one of us is an asshole, and it's probably me. Well, she was fine. There was a lot of downtime because she was, she was my co-host, so mostly we would be having comics on, do a sketch or something, have a guest. So we were trying to learn that dynamic, and my mom doesn't have, like, the most, like, comforting, like, uh, like uh, resting face. Like, she looks kind of either bored or angry almost. I, yeah, yeah. It's just, I've got it, too. Yeah, it's just, and I do it, too. So, uh, and Gabe Noah uh, is notorious for having, he, he was, like, Made a joke or called my mom a corpse, pretty much, and Jesus. then that, yeah, really, and then uh, and then the audience didn't find that funny. Yeah, because of course they're siding with your mom, and how yeah, how would you and not? Then, and then his set went a little south, and then he <laughs> so he's always known for that. And my mom was not mad at all. No. she was just like, oh, I wasn't. She even wasn't paying, paying attention. attention. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then uh, but then I moved her next to me for the other shows, and then there was more banter between us. And then if there was some comic, I thought she w- might not be a. Uh, a good. Well, this is funny because I if if I thought the comic might be dirty or something, mm-hmm. I was like I offered her to listen to Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, when but now I would not do that. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, I know. It's interesting that that happened. So. So, but it was a, it was a good project. Yeah, it was. And a good you guys project. are still talking. And we 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 still get along. We want to do something together again eventually. Well, I'm sure she started calling after everything started going really well for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like she that, was that like, "How come we're not doing our show now? <laughs> why why have you moved away from me?" But. So, and then she's getting ready to do another album too. So hopefully, I'll do something on her album release show. Or yeah, and how how would that work? So, what kind of music does your mom do? Uh, Just a singer songwriter. Like it's just acoustic guitar and her folk music. Mm -hmm. I guess would be the the genre. Uh, So are you gonna are you gonna do gonna do like a guest on the album? Are you gonna show up like you know like Busta Rhymes would or somebody on the album? But when she does her concert, I might host it or bring her up and do do like a. Some some material in the in the beginning of the show we usually. So to, does your mom have any have any material about? I mean, I'm sure you have material about your mother. Does your mom have any songs about you? She does, like, but they're really sweet. Oh, like, okay. Sentimental. Like one's called "Wish for You," which is about my sister and I, like how she wants us to be successful and happy people. And uh, there was one when I was little called "The Bad Boy Blues," which was <laughs> funny. Do you remember how the lyrics to Bad Boys Blues went? Like, I got the bad, bad, bad boy like, blues or something like that. Because I, I and it was just no, because you were a telling. bad boy. Well, I, he was a bad. Kid. You like you were. A I bad. think he got sent to his room. So it was a kid. It was a song of a kid singing from his time out in his room. Well, so it was a first person point of view from the bad boy. Yeah, so yeah. she was basically telling your story. Yeah. Is what you're saying. I don't think she ever put that on an album too. I think that was just something for me when she got her new. Um, so you could totally you could totally scoop guitar. it right now if you want to do it. Yeah, like now this is yours. If it's not out already out there, you can just take it right now. I guess I, I could. I don't know, but it's not really my style. I, it, well, it wasn't even a true story though, because the <laughs> kid in the the kid in the thing was like swinging a baseball bat around and broke a lamp, and I never did that. I wasn't even that athletic of a child. It was in baseball, <laughs> but, but, but not. Yeah, yeah not, so not. I was like, you just made up this 
bad boy kid. Like, talk about the bad things I really did, which yeah. were usually just annoying my mom, which wouldn't make for a good song. Like, well, you know, I mean, I whatever. Get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but she has the artist right, I guess, to change things a little yeah, bit. Yeah, to try to dress you up and make it more interesting, <laughs> I guess. That's, that's yeah. sad. So we're here in the doldrums of winter, even though it is like 40 degrees outside. This is yeah. the earliest uh, podcast we've done. It's 5.30 at night, uh, and it's pitch black outside. It's horrible. Yeah, this uh, is... I don't know what the hell's going on. But, Tommy, when I look at you, you know what I see? Positivity. How do you stay positive in these cold winter months? Ooh, and the, and and the food has arrived. Food is Thank you. Hamburger. That's me. Thanks. Look at that. Enjoy, All right. Thank you. Yeah, how do you stay positive? I mean, since you've never been to Sandy's Tavern before, I know this is not it. Yeah, I mean... Is it right if I salt the fries? Go for it. Okay. This is the first like time we've ever eaten on the podcast, too. Yeah, this is going to be I hope people this like it. slow down. Yeah, I hope, I, hope, I hope our listeners like the, hear, like the sound of chewing. Yeah. Because there's going to be, be a lot of that. You could Listeners could be dropping off yeah. at this point. I'm going to have to so. move a camera to use the catch-up. Yep. Okay. That's all right. But yet again, if I do anything to this burger, it's not going to be the greatest burger. Because I guess it came out as the greatest burger. Do you want ketchup? There you go. Yep. So I'm going to tell you right now, the, the burger, I mean, it's not the fanciest burger I've ever seen. It's basically a burger patty and a bun. There's yeah. nothing too Which fancy happening. Which is how a burger should be. I well, think. yeah. I mean, I guess they don't need to be, like, they don't need to seduce you with lettuce yeah, here like at Sandy's Tavern. Yeah, it's like the Ron burger. I don't know if you are familiar with Parks I'm and not, Rec. but I did say yes very quickly, so yeah. it sounded like I knew but what you were yeah, talking Ron about. Yeah, Ron Swanson's like a man's man, and he he was in a burger competition once with another guy that was trying to make a turkey burger, okay. and, he was, and then and then he made a regular burger, and that one, that one won the contest because it was just, it was a burger. That's mm-hmm. it. It was served on a patty. Okay. And, yeah. The fries are damn good. Have you had a fry up? No, not yet. The fries are surprised that they're that good because they don't have anything on a sign about how good the fries are here. Whoops. Oh, yeah, we need ketchup. Yeah, I forgot about We need fry ketchup as well. All right, here Should you I go. film mine? Yeah, yeah, if you would. Man, no, you like I, a lot of ketchup. I don't know. I just got excited more okay, for the yeah. art. Yeah, no, I understand. So yeah, how do you stay how do you stay positive in these in these horrible winter months, Tommy Ryman? And I'm asking rough. you so I can eat my so I can have yeah. a bite of my sandwich, but now you can't because I've right. the conversational no, talk, baton has been I'll handed off. I uh, usually I leave will help. Usually <laughs> I try to like next week I'll be in Orlando, and so if I can get out of it a little bit. But even everywhere it gets dark at like five, and yeah, so it, it it's rough. I just move into that mild uh, seasonal depression, and then I. You know, I push my Midwestern. You know, I don't let anybody see that, and then so they're like, "Oh, Tommy's he's good, he's <laughs> doing great." But he, you know, maybe when I'm at home, I just I'm binge watching a lot of Netflix. Yeah. So I like, but that that's part of life. You gotta fall into that for a little while, because then when it then when all of a sudden it starts getting lighter later, and then your day then it's even more positive because it's like you're getting let out of prison. <laughs> so have a bite of the burger. It's very tasty. Yeah. Let me do this. All right, so first blush, I'm seeing a nod. I'm seeing, you know, not a look of revulsion. He seems to be satisfied with his fir- the first bite of his burger here at Sandy's Tavern. Yeah, this is a decent, uh, this, is a, this is a good burger. Okay, yeah. It's got, and mine's got cheese on it. It was the best burger, but then I best added. Best cheeseburger. Yeah, so. Everything's delicious, thank you. The podcast pause where we're just chewing. <laughs> chewing. So you had an album come out a couple of years ago, Bath Time with Tommy Ryman on Stand Up Records. Um, which is a fine album. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was I was happy with it as a first album, and uh, recorded my new one, and then uh, yeah. So, and what's the, what's the story? What's the schedule like for the new one? 
Because I'm excited, Tommy. It, we're working on it. I had to re-record part of it, so when I get that part back, I'll try to get Dan. So the, it's kind of gotten pushed back, but but I'm hoping some point in 2016 that album will will pop out. You got a name for it yet? Having the time of my life, okay. I think. Right. So. I was hoping for Burger Time with Tommy Ryan. Could be Burger Time. Because I'm enjoying this There's right here. Till time. If we could make an album, which we kind of are right now, yeah. about our, our enjoying burger of this burger. Best burgers. Yeah, and uh, it's for a man who spends a, a fair amount of time on the road. Uh, Where's some of your uh, favorite haunts out and about in the uh, interstates of uh, the United States of America? Where's some of the best food you've had on the road? Oh, boy. On the... On the road, I mean, there's some good... I lo- we like to go to diners. There's actually a really good diner in Des Moines, Iowa, and I'm totally forgetting the name of it. It's like Out of Time Diner or something. That's really good. But um, like that's uh, when I tour with Rob Little, that's kind of our big thing is finding good breakfast food mm-hmm. diners. And then, of course, there's Mickey's Diners here that I go to. And what uh, what dictates a good diner experience? I'm also a big fan of diners. It's a combination. And I hated it growing up. My parents are big fans. They would drag me to the Pixie Diner in Muncie, Indiana. And oddly enough, there's only one clip of Dave Letterman that still exists when he worked for the when he did airtime on the uh, college radio station. But it's a comedy bit about the Pixie Diner. And okay. It basically looked exactly like Mickey's, but it was like blue and pink. Huh. Very tacky. And my parents used to drag me there, and I hated it because I could look out the window while I'm sitting in in this diner, and I could see a Wendy's. I'm like, why the fuck are we here yeah, when, we could, be at, when we could be at Wendy's? But they were like, we're going to make you a better person. Yeah. And enjoy this. And now, I mean, in the Pixie, uh, long since tore down, or actually carted off. It was actually a real, you know, dining car, and it's in some of the backyard of somebody in Indiana right now. But I, I wished that I had grown up and actually been able to enjoy the Pixie Diner because I'm sure that there are many hallmarks that would have made it a great diner. And in your experience, what do you look for in a perfect dining experience at a diner? I mean, diner, it's got to be. It's the food's got to be great, but I like, I love the etiquette to like, or like the, uh, like the how it looks. Like, like, like checkered floors mm-hmm. are great. I think that's fun. If it's got a jukebox, if it's in kind of a dining car type thing, yep. that's always awesome. I like a like the waiter or waitress to have like some type of personality. Like, usually that would be it's nice. Like an older woman that's like. Angry. Yeah, like there's a lot attitude. of that, and like, I remember that a lot as a kid because, needless to say, I did not make her happy because I was just like, you know, why does the chili here not taste like it does over a window? Yeah, right. So that I think that all adds to a perfect dining experience. Here another poke. Thank you. But when you're finished, huh? We're doing a podcast. Yeah. We're recording a just quick interview. No. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, not at all. This is part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're now on it. Excellent. Hi, everybody. And do you own this place? Do you own Sandy's? I manage it. I okay. Know. How long have you been here? 20 years. This is great. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, but I'll talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. He's, so, yeah. This is the manager of Sandy, so yeah. exciting. Feeling us out, making sure we're not going to rob the joint. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think diners really excel. I mean, a diner could have a great roast beef. A diner can have... You know, a good hamburger, but unless you have a decent breakfast, you might as well not even bother trying. Right, exactly. I mean, I came, you know, in Indiana, like, we're kind of the home of the Waffle House. And so we take that shit kind of seriously. I mean, and that's why we're all so fat. Right. Um, but, thank you. You're welcome. And the Waffle House has um, has a, one of the best creations known to man. It's the bacon waffle. And oh, it's wow. pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. It's a waffle with bacon in it. But absolutely delightful. I mean, it's sad too, though, because the more I go on the road, especially like Funny Bones, they're in a they're in a the same strip mall with the same 
five chain restaurants mm-hmm. surrounded it. Yeah. So you really have to like get yourself out of there to find like independent places, which is was sad for America, but they're there. Yeah. After you have a bite of the burger, because I see it in your hand and yeah. you, you can't wait. So listen to me while I while I've had this question to give you an ample time to chew and enjoy this burger here at Sandy's Tavern. Uh, let's talk about Last Comic Standing. You uh, seem to make some pretty big fans on that. I mean, and it's great for me because, I mean, I've known you for a number of years. And, you know, so it's great to see just, you know, a pal. But also, I mean, I was talking to another comedian uh, earlier today. He said, really, you know, because I, I, I kind of asked, like, all right, so what can I bust Tommy on? Because Tommy's just squeaky clean. There's got to be something. And everybody went, there's nothing to bust Tommy on. I'm like, fuck. And then they were just all very complimentary where he's, you know, well, out, of the, out of everybody in town. He's like one of the two people who really should be doing this nationally. Wow. Yeah, I know. So congratulations on that. That wasn't a question, but I did yeah, leave a space nice after it. So, but it's just great to see uh, everything kind of coming up roses for you. Uh, how was the last Comic Standing experience for you? Uh, it was great. It was good. I mean, the producers have kind of changed the show to make it more about the comics. So they, they you went into it, like they gave you the mindset that they weren't going to make edit it, make you look weird, or mm-hmm. try to make... So I, I was... I just went in, like... I want to do my best and have like a good showcase set. I didn't intend to move on or expect to, and then I and then I happened to move forward into the show. So it was good. And then they even they did fly me back to audition for the latest season. But then I never they moved. Like I think they were look, just looking for different people that were on it. Of so, course. But I still have a good relationship with both the producers, which is nice. So who knows further down the line? And I remember Roseanne being uh, especially complimentary, which is not something that I would imagine to be the case. But she really, she really liked you. Yeah, the, the judges were super nice for for both sets, actually. Even when the one where they decided not to move me on. Yeah, but, bastards. Yeah. Which, I'm not. Like, I'm not bitter. No, but it was. I mean, they. Yeah, she said she was a fan. Like Russell Peters, like just like the, uh, the really complimented the writing and of the way I write jokes and stuff. I had so. no idea who he was. Yeah, I guess. He, I mean, I. I, uh, I feel bad too. Because who were the judges? We had Roseanne. Yeah. We Russell, had Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald was this year. I oh, okay. Didn't, I didn't get. Who, 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 so who, I had Keenan. Yeah. Uh, so who I've heard of. Yep. And then Roseanne and Russell Peters. And he had Russell the, Peters, who I'm just like, who did they just get this guy yeah. off the street? Who the fuck is this guy? But no, who the fuck is that guy? He's he's huge internationally, like huge in Canada, and like, but nobody in America really knows who he is. So yeah. They're try They were trying to kind of get his spotlight a little bigger here, but. But he's very funny, comedian, and, and well rel- well respected in the in the community. In the international community. Yeah. comedy scene. Just nobody. Uh, just nobody knows who the fuck so, he is in America. Yeah. But and then Norm Macdonald, everybody was like, "Oh, you should have been on there with Norm." And I was like, "That would have been nice." But then, do you have any? I mean, is there any time with the judges, or it's pretty much you just see them on stage yeah, and that's it? You're just on stage because I like to think, you know, like when I'm writing slash fic at home. You know about how this works. That there's you know a big party scene. Everybody's hanging out. Yeah. No. Uh, amyl nitrate getting thrown around. Right. But not the case is what you're no, saying. No, not with that. There. Uh, I think they want to keep it so there's no controversy or fraternizing with the judges. Apparently. Yeah, because that would be horrible for ratings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You Who wants controversy? Yeah. No, they just want to run of the mill. Just everybody easy going contest. By the so, numbers. Yeah. I'm done with my burger. It was delicious. You have you haven't even had half of yours yet because I've been making you talk. I'm I sorry. Go. Quick, ask another long-winded question. I will. I got a couple coming up. Um, all right, give me a number between one and ten. Number eight. Okay. Hold on. I'm having a fry now. The fries taste enough like onion rings where they're both. Yeah. Which I enjoy. Which I like. You said number eight. Okay, this is good. 
This is the James Lipton question. Um, I've now swallowed enough food where I don't sound like a total moron. Um, this is the James Lipton question. Every episode of Dive Bar Mitzvah, um, I ask our guests to give me a number between 1 and 10, and I give a classic James Lipton question as read on Inside the Actors Studio. You picked number eight. Excellent. Yeah. I was giving you more time to have another, another bite. Well, now, now the time's gone. Uh, number eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Tommy Ryman, this is your James Lipton question. I always would go with astronaut. Really, would be my backup. That'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be amazing, like a really cool one, like on like that was going on some kind of crazy mission to Mars or something. I think too. all you need is a degree uh, in, in uh, you know in theater. I think that's pretty much. I think that's all Buzz Aldrin had. Yeah, I don't think you need there. I mean, there might be a little extra math class or something they might have you kind of r- brush up on. But I think it's pretty easy to. to we got hop computers in there. now. I mean, I understand for like Apollo. 11. Like, well, you need to know math and a slide rule then, but I mean, fuck, you can just bring your phone with you. Yeah, now. plus they got everybody on the ground control or whatever. I think. They yeah, what the hell are they doing? I yeah, think I you mean, just kind of sit and ride and maybe do experiments yeah, while you're up there. Exactly, try to grow some weird tomatoes or something. Yeah, yeah. So I think if, if it is doable, if I do want to do want to do that. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, if you'd like to make uh, an appeal to to NASA. Uh, right now, I mean, I'm sure they're listening. Oh um, yeah, NASA. Let me know if you. Go. I mean, I don't want to be like the Lance. Guy. What, what was the, one of the boy band guys? He wanted oh, Lance to go Bass, up, I assume. Up in space. Yeah. I think he was gonna pay for it. Though. Yeah, he's like, gonna I pay Russians just, to do it, which seems really hanky. Yeah. No, I don't want. I want to get paid because I yeah. see it as Come a on. job. That's why it's and a job. I, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm there to work. Mm-hmm. Whatever you guys do up there, spin around in yeah. water that looks like bubbles. You should send them your reel. Yeah, I guess I, I guess could. you probably have a pretty good reel right now. I think NASA would be easily swayed by somebody who's got a fair amount of credits. Yeah, I mean, I'm just if they hear that Roseanne was a fan of mine, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure Roseanne's a fan of NASA too. So we're kind exactly. of like the same people. Yeah, just name drop a bunch when you walk in there. I think I like this. So I mean, I would. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but I mean, between comedy and being yeah. an astronaut. I'd probably pick an astronaut. And I just watched Armageddon, can, so I know what goes on. You, you practically, I mean, that is, I mean, I think that's basically like the GED equivalent of going back to college, seeing Armageddon. Yep, that and Apollo 13. Yeah, because sometimes things don't go according to plan. I'd like to go up there with Tom Hanks, too, if that's possible. Yeah, being weightless with Tom Hanks. He is a national treasure. I think it would just be fun, a good way to get to know him. Yeah, know? but what if, you get, what if you didn't like Tom Hanks? See, that's what will always freak me out. If I met Tom Hanks, when I, when I think about this, when, I, when I'm like, okay, you know, I want to get to know Tom Hanks in a small, weightless environment. What if he's a dick? I feel like he's one of those celebrities that's not, though. Like, but I feel that's like his I, angle. That's his shtick. But you don't hear those stories. You hear the stories about, like, the guys that I never heard no negative stuff about Tom Hanks. But okay. it could be, I mean, Maybe he's you've just, heard no negative he's also stuff really about rich. me, too. So, who knows? Like, yeah. I don't know. He could have bought everybody's silence. He could have had people killed. When's the last time you heard from Peter Stellari? I would find out about that, and then I would know about it, and then. How would you know? So you're inside now. You're you're now. Well, if we were in space together, oh, that's how. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I'm mean, sorry. We I forgot we were still in the hypothetical. Just to find out now. Yeah. Really. Okay. So it'd be worth it either way, I guess. I mean, it would kind of suck at the time being, but I mean, there's usually like five or six astronauts. One of them's going to be a dud. Yeah. Obviously, and we'll probably just not really hang out with them. And so would you? Would you tell people about this? On. Would you ruin his rap? No, I would never ruin Tom Hanks. But you could put, like, you could place like blind items, like you know, this actor slash astronaut, you know, actually a real asshole and killed yeah. Peter Scolari. Or I could just like give hints throughout yeah. my career, and people could, if they look look like several interviews yeah. for me, they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, he was telling the story about." And then build up for the big book that you yeah. release right before you die, make a bunch of money, and Tom Hanks will be dead by then anyway. Yeah. So, I don't like his kid. His kid annoys the fuck out of me. Colin. No. Isn't it Chet Hayes, Hayes, the other one, the rapper, the little... Oh, I, I, 
I have not dealt with that one. Oh, God. Know. He's, uh, yeah, you should follow him on the Twitters. He's just possibly everything you you hate well, about he, America. He walked away from the Hanks name, too. Colin, Colin Hanks is well, damn straight. proud to But be he's it. also likable. He's like the next Tom Hanks. Exactly. If there was another Tom Hanks. Maybe we should, maybe we should be thinking about that. Maybe we should try to get in on more of the ground floor on Colin. And just kind of let Tom keep doing his thing. But, you know, now in 20 years, when you're in tight with Colin Hanks, then you can write the book and tell everybody, you know, how horrible both him and his father were. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The package of deal. Yeah. I like that. You're, uh, and, and, and as, I've made, as I've made mention a number of times, you spend a fair amount of time on the road. What do you listen to when you're uh, in between gigs? I like to listen to the radio mostly, mm-hmm. uh, but I listen to uh, music as well. Music is a great thing to listen to, really, yeah, when it comes to listening music about the top. Yeah, and then I'll probably listen to this podcast, like some podcast I'll, yeah. I'll, t- I'll pop in. So, But, I mean, like, I mean, what kind of music are you listening to? Me, me personally, I'm like a ZZ Top Skinner guy when I'm on the road, See, which I'm not in real life, which is odd. Like, I have a different persona for when I'm traveling, yeah. where I suddenly like Southern rock a lot. There's... A- See, there's a lot of classic rock stations. That's what I'll hit. For my personal collection, it's all over the place. Like, I'm from, like, Radiohead to Kings of Leon to Cake mm-hmm. to, to some Taylor Swift thrown of course, in there. Adele. Yeah. Adele. Gotta listen to Adele. You can't really avoid it. No. Now, but all over the place. Whatever the mood I'm in. But yeah. I, lo- I love to listen to um, Christian stations, too. Really? Drive. That's odd. To, they're just weird. Like, they blo- like it's kind of... It, Slightly creepy, but just like yeah, I just try to see how long I can keep it on until I'm like, oh no! It's like I putting your hand it. over a fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah just, let's hear what they have to say. Maybe they'll change it. And see, and that's then. and when that happens, as I remember, you know, here, take a bite of sandwich because I'm gonna get long winded here. Uh, but I mean, I remember growing up, you know, you had to get in Indiana, uh, and I, I, I hated all the religious radio we had because we had a lot of it, and I'm like. There are people driving as fast as they can away from my town right now, thinking that we're all like this. And now that I don't live in an area where that's happening, now whenever I drive through an area and I hear a lot of Christian radio, I was just I just like you'll know, lock the doors and floor it because obviously everybody here is crazy Christians, right? Which isn't fair. No. And so, Tommy, you always have stuff uh, happening in the world. What do you have coming up that the listeners would want to flock to in large numbers? Uh, well, the most exciting thing I've got is a New Year's Eve show coming up. Ah. At Comedy Corner Underground. Hell yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do an 8 o'clock and a 10 o'clock show. So if you come to the 10 o'clock, you can ring in the New Year with me. Is there champagne? Tell me there's champagne yeah, involved. There, there's, we're trying to put together a champagne toast. you got to have Should champagne. Be, yeah, and then uh, if you get want to go to the 8 o'clock show, then you can you can watch some comedy, and then get to your party, or get back home and bed or go see me at uh, First Avenue because I'll be hosting there. <laughs> or yeah, or then head over to Ian's. This so. is a great, this is the great thing about uh, the kind of life that we live. It's like well, there are no real holidays; they're only paydays at that point. Yeah, where it's exactly. Just like, if if I could get if I could get a thousand people to show up for my birthday, fuck any plans. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a holiday, everybody. So and that's it. Uh, comedy Corner Underground, right in the West Bank. Of uh, area of Minneapolis, yeah, in a fun, fun small basement room. So, and you can buy tickets. I assume if you Google, <laughs> yeah, Google Comedy <laughs> yeah. Quarter Underground tickets. Yep, comma New or, uh, Year's, comma you, Tommy Ryman. Yeah, if you go to TommyRyman.com, there'll be a link to it. Yeah, what's all website. up on your website? Do you have Do you have anything fun and exciting on there? Because I think cause it seems that only you know it seems comedians need websites, but it's like one of the last people who do. Yeah, well, I got mine. Just got has my dates up and then uh usually if there's any news about like a new album or tv stuff then i post that so it's not it's not that exciting no really unfortunately my so there's no yeah more, there's no pictures more, of dogs on yeah. the website no i should have it linked to that just so that people can uh, use some pictures yeah 
I'll step that up. Yeah, please. Listeners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got until Monday when this goes live to actually right. get TommyRyman.com fully shining. Yep. Well, Tommy, well, thank you very much for hanging out with me and having a tasty burger. You still have a couple bites to go, but thank you yeah, very much for hanging out great. and having a water and a, and a cheeseburger. Yeah, this that's, is awesome. Thanks, That's man. adorable. How could your mom call you a bad boy? I, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it at all. Yeah, I give my uh, burger a, a solid B. And what, what, what do you rank yours at? I think a B plus. B plus. But, but you put cheese on it because you. It up. I guess I fucked up. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, all right. Well, there's some. There's a claw game over there. Maybe we'll play that after we're done here. Tommy, yet again, thank you very much for doing dive bar mitts for this week. Thank you for having me. And uh, let's talk about our sponsors a little bit here. We've got One Car Service, Driving Smiles Without Extra Miles. Program this in your phone, 612-545-5848 for a ride or find them on Facebook. Uh, the aforementioned Stand Up Records. We like our comedy like we like our booze, straight up and bitter. Check them out at StandUpRecords.com. There are new records out right now from Ryan Singer, Corey Adam, Jim David, Maggie Ferris, and a slightly older one from today's guest, Mr. Tommy Ryman. It's called Bath Time with Tommy Ryman. Yeah. There it is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is delightful, and it looks good. I'll say that. It's a good-looking album. Uh, and always in the picture and always in good taste, Pamps Blue Ribbon. Add extra flair to those leisure time activities. Put Pamps Blue Ribbon in the picture. People of good taste naturally go for its old-time beer flavor. Original Pamps is brewed as it was when it won the Blue Ribbon in 1890, motherfucking three. So next time, put yourself in the picture. Enjoy Original Pamps Blue Ribbon. You can tell I haven't had anything to drink because I'm actually getting through these sponsors without any problems. Yeah. Um, and everybody, uh, I got the deal of the year for you. Um, if you need T-shirts, uh, our friends over at FGC Creative are hooking up our listeners. If you're looking to get the most out of your marketing budget, uh, FGC Creative will custom design a shirt for you with your logo and screen printed on the best shirts around. And here's the best part. You say you heard it on Dive Bar Mitzvah and you'll get them for five bucks each. No design fees, no setup charges, and free shipping. Visit them on Facebook or at fgccreative.com. And um, it, they did some great shirts for Dive Bar Mitzvah. And if you would like one, all you have to do is show up to one of my mini events and say, hey, I've been listening to the podcast. I want one of these damn shirts. I heard they're free. Um, and I've got a match game uh, on Thursdays at Lee's Liquor Lounge. I've got Triviasco at Club Jaeger on Tuesdays. Or if you just find me on the street, I probably have a shirt on me. I'll happily give you one. But yet again, thanks to our friends at FGC Creative for making this happen. And Tommy Ryman, thank you for making this. You just figured you just finished the burger. And Sandy's Bar. And Sandy's Tavern for not Tavern. kicking us out and, and being very friendly, even though we showed up with a bunch of gear and we didn't tell anybody we were coming. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it goes this sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it happens that way. Everybody, thank you for listening. We will see you next week for Dive Bar Mitch. That was good. That was fun. Yeah.